Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today, we have a crazy entitled parent story of a parent trying to prevent their kid from seeing their boyfriend of five years. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, so I just joined this hospital entitled parent. Hospital Entitled Parent So I'm at the hospital right now writing this due to falling and breaking my wrist. I'm not usually an angry person. I'm really chill, just had to put it out there. There's this little girl who's probably no older than 8. I'm on my phone playing a game while I wait to be seen too. I overhear this little girl excitedly tell her mom about my phone case. It's a Harry Potter case. Thought nothing of it at first. This little brat of a child gets moody, moaning about being hungry and thirsty then moans and screams about being bored i'm thinking is this mother going to calm her down but she doesn't there's this older man who's in a wheelchair and clearly extremely poorly where he politely asks if she can please try and quiet down her daughter which the mother ignores and tells him to walk outside while looking at him in a wheelchair to top it off this little girl screams at her mother that she wants my phone to play games on it i was playing candy crush I don't trust people, so of course I wouldn't do that. But the mother said to me, end quote, You're an adult. You can let my child have your phone. You can buy yourself a new one. Like, excuse me? So I said, no, I wouldn't because it has important stuff on there. At that time, I put my phone away in my bra. No one would dare try and take it from me, I thought. But this mother said, if I don't give her daughter my phone, she will have to forcefully take it from me. As I said in the beginning, I don't get angry and I'm pretty chill, but I'm in a lot of pain with my broken wrist, and this mother even said she would forcefully take my phone out of my bra. You wouldn't think someone would actually say that. The more this woman said I didn't need my phone, I'm selfish, I'm horrible and cruel for letting her daughter cry for my phone, I basically snapped. I ended up saying something along the lines of, I'm not in the mood to deal with your brat of a child and you being entitled, then finished off with, You would forcefully take someone's phone out of their bra, basically assaulting them, just so your little brat could have someone's phone because you can't be bothered to shut her up? I might have been a little mean about it, but if you were there listening to this entitled parent calling you all sorts of names because you won't give her child your phone, and disturbing very ill patients, you'd snap too. I might be in the wrong here, but I wasn't going to sit and take her attitude. I don't blame OP and I would be pressing whatever red button there is if there is one for like a nurse to come in and report this woman. Shoot, I would pull the phone out of the bra and call the hospital itself to try to report this crazy entitled parent who's threatening to assault you. Also, hi, I'm Steven and if you guys can't get enough of these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, is it appropriate for my mom to track my location as I'm 28 years old? It's really embarrassing that my mom still tracks my location and I'm almost 30. If I go somewhere she wasn't expecting me to go or is somewhere she doesn't recognize, she'll text me, where are you? Like she can literally see exactly where I am on the map, why still ask me where I am? I know she's just nosy and wants to control me. I've tried turning off my location in the past and it resulted in a huge fit from her so I turned it back on. But it's like, I feel like I have no privacy and I don't even live with her. I feel so stuck and really want to break this hold my mom has on me. I'm almost 30 freaking years old and my mom is still asking me where I am and when I'll be home. Now, when I was in college, I did attempt a few times in my car, pills while in a parking lot, so I do recognize that she maybe has some anxiety coming from that. 
but I haven't been like that for years now. I was okay with her having my location for a few years after that because I understand she has anxiety which I partially caused, but she has to trust me at some point. I feel like a child even though I live alone and pay my own bills. I can't seem to break this control my mom has over me. I know it's going to cause a huge fight if I turn my location off, so I just deal with it, but I need my independence. I'm going crazy. I mean, really, I just think it comes down to the fact that OP can't have it both ways. Either they have that fight and they get that independence and they put their foot down, or they continue into their 30s having their location tracked and their every whereabouts questioned. What really more can you do besides face it head on or stick your head back in the sand, really? Our next story is 25-year-old male... Is this normal behavior from my mom? So I'm 25 year old male and currently living at home with my parents. I went on a run this morning, like an hour 30 minutes and didn't tell my mom. My mom knows I usually go on runs every other day. My mom called a couple of times during the run, but I didn't see because my phone was on silent. My mom also tracks me using an app on my phone, but I disabled it to save battery. I can't tell my mom where I'm going all the time and what I'm doing. I understand she might have been worried, but she has to at least trust me a little. Now she won't talk to me and also slammed the fitness tracker I gave her on her birthday in front of me, saying she didn't want it anymore. Like, is it normal behavior for a parent to act like this? I'm not 15 anymore, I'm 25. How do I deal with this? I usually tell them where I'm going, I was just in a hurry and forgot. Obviously I don't think this is normal behavior and like OP before this post, This is just not kind of behavior that you should tolerate. If she's going to flip out and slam that fitness tracker on the table in front of you, I think you kind of treat it as if you would a temperamental child. You don't give in, you don't let them win with that kind of behavior. You kind of play along and accept their game of, okay, you're mad, well, that doesn't change anything and that doesn't change how I feel and I know I'm not in the wrong. If you want the fitness tracker back, just let me know. And you go about your day knowing you didn't do anything wrong. Our next story is, my stepsister's stepmom is making her choose who gets a seat on her graduation. The names and locations have been changed to protect their identities. I, 25-year-old female, have been living with my mom Diana and her wife Nancy since 2010, and they've been married since 2014. The divorce between Nancy and her ex-husband Patrick wasn't pretty. It was long and drawn out as Patrick had enlisted the entitled help of Annabelle, Nancy's mother, a homophobic expletive who made everything harder. Annabelle died a while ago, and since then Patrick has improved as he wasn't being fed poison anymore. Well, my stepsister Cecilia, 21-year-old female, is graduating from college with honors tomorrow in upstate town, and I'm staying at their house because we have to leave at 5am to be there on time. It'll be easier in one car and going together. Anyway, Patrick's wife Jolene is angry that she wasn't invited. See, Cecilia couldn't get enough tickets for everyone, and trust me, she tried. If she could get more, my fiancé would have been invited as well, but as it is, there's limited seating, and she couldn't make it happen. So the list is me and my mom Diana, her mom and dad Nancy and Patrick, her brother and sister Simon and Sarah, and her very close friend Mark. Those who can't come are stepmom Jolene, my fiancé, and Simon's girlfriend Lucy. Lucy and fiancé understand and are cool with it, Jolene, however, is throwing a total stink about this. Instead of celebrating her stepdaughter and making this day about her, Jolene is going crazy and getting all upset that she can't come. Firstly, Jolene hasn't been married to Patrick for very long, and she and Cecilia don't have a close relationship. Cecilia has a better relationship with Diana than Jolene, 
Cecilia didn't know if Jolene could even attend, by the way, as she works crazy hours. And now Jolene is... Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Trying to make her choose between her and Mark. Cecilia has gone through some stuff, and with school being stressful in general, Mark has been a really good friend. He's important to Cecilia, and it's her day. She should be allowed to take whomever she chooses. Here's the extra sugar in this tea, though. Patrick sends Sarah, our youngest sister, to text Cecilia about Jolene being upset instead of talking to Cecilia herself. The freaking coward. This happened about an hour ago and is still ongoing. Anyway, they're downstairs discussing this while I stay upstairs and out of it. Sounds like they're on the phone and Cecilia is mad. She's crying and yelling. Patrick and Jolene are not here right now, by the way. I, however, despite being half of Patrick and Jolene's ages, can be more mature. I've got my crochet, my switch, a comfy chair, and a warm blanket in the van all ready to go. If push comes to shove, I'll give that expletive my ticket so they can't use this as ammo later down the line. As they've done this several times before, I'm sure there's a cafe nearby I can hang out in. Otherwise, I'll sit outside and just chill. As long as I can celebrate my sister afterwards, I'll be happy. I'll update this as I learn more. Wish us luck. Edit. Okay, so I just showered and came downstairs to get the details. I didn't get the full story from my mom whilst she braided my hair, but when Cecilia and I came upstairs, I got the tea. Cecilia called her dad to try and clear things up. Jolene is being petty because she doesn't find it fair that Diana is going, and she isn't. They are both her stepmoms after all. However, Jolene doesn't recognize that she's barely been in Cecilia's life at all. She's dated and married her father for only a few years. I don't have the exact year. 
and because Nancy had primary custody with shared holidays and visitations, she's the one who primarily raised Cecilia alongside my mom. My mom is closer to family than Jolene, but of course, Jolene doesn't see it that way. He even had the audacity to hang up on Cecilia after she raised her voice in frustration. Freaking coward. Cecilia called Mark and explained that there was family drama and she needed to give the ticket to someone else now. He was super understanding and cool with it. Cecilia called Patrick back and tried to say that she can now give Mark's ticket to Jolene, but apparently Patrick already told her two weeks ago that Jolene made plans with her mom but she wasn't listening. So after all the stress and petty and entitlement, now Jolene has made plans with her mommy and can't cancel them for the stepdaughter she cares about so much? Off topic, I practice witchcraft and straight up want to curse Patrick and Jolene, but that would hurt my siblings and I care too much about them to hurt their family. I don't know, maybe always walking on gravel or Legos without shoes or always red lights no matter what. Something annoying but not too dangerous. If you have ideas, let me know. Cecilia says she's just too drained and tired and done with this to call Mark back and give him the ticket, so she gave it to Lucy. Simon and Lucy even called back while Cecilia and I were talking and asked why she didn't give it back to Mark. She's made up her mind, and now she just wants to go decompress and forget about this by playing video games late into the night. Probably until we all wake up to leave and she'll sleep on the way there. I want to steal her phone and get his details and trick him into coming, but I know that's wrong. Also, he can't come to lunch after either, and that's kind of the best part anyway. I'll update y'all if anything happens tomorrow, but I doubt it will. I want to kick Patrick's butt for being such a coward, but whatever. He's been a crappy father ever since the divorce, but that's another story for another day. Good night, everyone. Edit. Well, so far, I'm both happy and sad to report there's been no more drama thus far. We're chilling in the auditorium, and Patrick has been a totally normal parent. He and I even had a pleasant conversation about prosthetics, 3D printers, 3D printing houses, building superhero suits and garages, and how scary that would be, are they a Batman or a Joker, and Elon Musk having the rich person immunity to get away with being Batman if he weren't so busy freaking Mars. Patrick is a massive nerd. I don't think anything will happen, which is good for Cecilia, bad for internet tea. That's all for now. Hope you enjoyed my TED talk. Opie is a very interesting person. They managed to encompass a number of outside topics to this entitled parent. There's a lot to unpack just from the entitled parent behavior to the whole witchcraft thing. Asking for witchcraft suggestions. I didn't know that you could cast a curse on somebody that causes them to run nothing but red lights for the rest of their days. I don't know what witchcraft spellbook that one popped up in, but it must be a relatively newer addition. Our next story is, entitled stepdad who I went no contact with almost two years ago shows up to my doorstep demanding me to let him in and see my daughter. So long story short, my stepdad who SA'd me and abused me in any way possible showed up at my doorstep eight days ago demanding I let him in and see my daughter. He was hitting and kicking on my door. I called the police. The police told him to leave and he refused to leave. He threatened an officer, telling him that he was going to beat his butt. So the update is after his arrests, he has pending charges. I only know this because I looked it up online and I heard about it from Mom's friends on Facebook. His pending charges are obstruction of justice, threatening an officer, I think it was called battery, trespassing, attempted breaking and entering, I have video evidence of this to back it up. I was also told by our family friend that his court date's in February. 
I'm not sure why it's pushed so far out. For context, our family friend was a family friend to us for many years. She's not friends with my mother anymore, but she tells me whenever my mother posts about him or me. My mother also posted, My man shouldn't be facing these charges, he was just trying to see his granddaughter, but I'll make sure he takes that plea deal. So I found out the plea deal is offering 6 months to a year in jail or whatever facility he'd go to for those crimes. I'm unsure if he'd go to jail or prison for threatening an officer and attempted breaking and entering. I just hope he does go to jail. I don't want him to be able to bother me ever again. First of all, I don't think it would be too crazy for OP to go out and get a restraining order. Like, even if he's in jail and has no chance of coming and finding you, I'm willing to bet that they would grant you one for an extended period of time. And that said, considering all of the charges he has, I'm willing to bet he's going to end up in jail and or prison for at least a while. Having a restraining order by the time they get out? Probably pretty good incentive for them not to show up again. Our next story is, I, male 19, need to get a new vehicle to get to college. My mom, female 47, is refusing to let me spend my financial aid to get one, and she won't allow me to work either. Any suggestions? Sorry if this is just a bit rambly because I'm sort of in need for some advice on what to do. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I don't know whether this is the right subreddit for this discussion, but I really don't know what to do here. I need a car to travel to my university since it's across town. In November, I got into a car crash that wasn't my fault, but resulted in my car not being drivable anymore, so my dad has been driving me to school for two weeks before my semester ended. There have been times when my parents won't pick me up from my campus all the way towards 7 when my classes end at 3 to 4 due to work. So I felt the need to get myself a car again because it's hard on everyone. However, my mom is refusing to let me get a car for myself and is insisting that I don't need one but is instead offering me to let her take me to school. Her reasoning is because it'll cost me a fortune with insurances as well as the fact that I'll be transferring to another university in another city where a car is not needed as much. I was opposed to the idea due to the fact that I want my own freedom to go out with friends go to school on my own time, see my girlfriend and leave the house. My mom, however, doesn't see this as priorities since I should only focus on studies, leaving me to just go to school and come back at times she can or wait out myself at school for hours until they can pick me up. She also prevents me from working due to transportation and how it will ruin my financial aid, which is only partially true. My mom feels pretty manipulative in me wanting to just stay living in this house as much as I can, to the point where it feels like she's actively guilting me when I talk about moving out. She still calls me a teenager and thinks I need to be babied around. She still gives me curfews and gets angry when I don't respond or come home late, even though I'm an adult who's just wanting to be with friends. It's embarrassing that I still need to rely on her somewhat because she's going to provide rides to school for me. I'm glad that I'm moving to another university for this reason, but for right now, what do I do about a car? 
Should I just get one behind her back with the money and try to get some sort of under-the-table job with my dad? Or just wait till I move out and not deal with my mom being angry? I have other means of making money as well that isn't under the table, so this shouldn't be as huge of a problem as my mom is making it out to be. Any suggestions? So, I think the idea of you staying at your parents' house for a longer period of time before moving out, you know, into your 20s and whatnot, that whole thing only makes sense if you can work and make your own money. Financial aid is great, but it's almost never going to be enough to support yourself. And honestly, it would be good to just be building work experience in general now at 19, rather than say when you get out of school when you're maybe 20, 21, 22, and you have no work experience to show anybody. It sounds to me like your dad is kind of supporting you still. I mean, you said that you could get an under-the-table job with them. I think this is a situation where OP has to just be true about their convictions to their mom, even if they're angry and say, this is what I want. I want freedom. I want to be able to work and make my own money. And try to explain the simple fact to her that you can only truly take advantage of their hospitality and living with them if you're allowed to expand upon your life, not just stay shuttered in your house living off financial aid. This next story is suggestions to cope with mean father. Hello, I'm still currently living with my parents and I've been struggling a lot with my mean father. He's getting more suffocating as I grow up and I just want to know how to cope with his bad and suffocating attitude towards me and others, including my mother. To further understand how mean, the word mean is an understatement, I would list all of the mean stuff he has done, not only to me but to the other living and breathing organisms too. One, he used the word discipline and punishment to glorify his abusive actions towards people under him and animals. For example, he once hit the dog from our immediate family member. He complained that the dog was too loud and very aggressive, so he punished, beaten it up, for the attitude that the dog showed towards him. For context why the dog was acting as such, it was because it was beaten up badly before we took care of it. He also did that to me, my cousins, and his younger cousins. Two, he would come inside my room for no reason while I'm in school and chuck crap around and then complain when my room is messy. And he would either publicly humiliate me or threaten me that he'll hurt me for it. The mess was just a frick ton of hair that fell from my head and items lying around in my table that I couldn't organize due to me resting from uni and my schedule being too tight. And I knew he was coming in my room because of a camera I'd installed in the room myself. 3. He would threaten me because of something. I recently had a boyfriend, he's also the same age as me, also a minor, that I didn't tell him but my mom knew because I told her. We were meeting each other in secret due to father having a very explosive, abusive, and overall bad behavior, and just plainly wanting to spend wholesome time together talking about nerdy things we both like such as anime and more. I would have introduced my boyfriend to him as soon as possible if he wouldn't have threatened me that he'll hit or verbally abuse me in the past. Our relationship is in secret until he saw my boyfriend's socials post with me in it. And now that he's here, he's been threatening me before he leaves for work again. He works on a long-distance job and is currently treating me like crap. That's about what I can list because it's midnight right now. But the threats have been too much and it's affecting me mentally and emotionally. And the added stress from uni, I'm currently in a very bad place and I want to go away but couldn't due to me not having any job and my country having rules against minors working. My father feels very entitled to controlling me and the choices I pick. I know my limits and I'm not trying to get myself pregnant because I put academics first and my relationship is merely for inspiration to do better in general. 
I have dreams that I want to pursue, but my deteriorating mental health isn't helping me. So I'm currently asking for help on how to cope with this since I'm relying on him for financial support. I feel like this is a really tricky situation. I think if there's ever a situation where he hurts you or even an animal, it's worth calling some kind of authorities on them. Hopefully something would be actually handled. But it might be a situation where you have to try to cope with it while just continuing to try to work as hard as you can to support yourself to create independence away from him. I would also say it does not hurt to check whether or not your school or the universities you may go to in the future, whether or not they have support for mental health circumstances, because things like work assignments or even exams you may be able to have extra time on and prepare more for due to those circumstances. Our next story is, my entitled mom decides to bench me out for having a life. Apparently this is recent and honestly I'm kind of glad future brother-in-law was able to see it. I went to a convention, which of course my mother decided to gaslight me over. She's not allowed to see my nephew, and I can see why. My mother from the time I was 7 to present is a control freak. She literally gaslit me tonight over the fact that I was at work and I also worked a convention the entire weekend instead of calling her. She said I don't care about my nephew or her and she's the reason why I don't mention having friends or a life. I can't have hobbies because that's weird to her. She demands me to give private emails between future brother-in-law and I to her. Like seriously, we don't even talk about her. Yet she demands I give her information. Now I know why future brother-in-law was so insistent that I cut my mother off. My mother doesn't want me to volunteer at conventions unless she okays it first, and I have to give up all club memberships, even book clubs, because she thinks they're weird. I am only her daughter when it's convenient for her, and yet I'm supposed to just be her slave. I am so done and want to just disappear at the moment, but I have to work. Apparently having a life is being her parrot. Maybe it would be nice to just move away and cut her off, but that means leaving dad to deal with her. So what do I do? With the acronym FBIL, I assumed it was future brother-in-law. I don't know, maybe it's former brother-in-law. Either way, I imagine it's nice in any situation where you have a family member who is this entitled, who is also able to, behind the scenes, recognize it alongside you. At least you have some validation that you're not going crazy trying to deal with this person. This next story is, Dad messages my wife to attack myself, my brother, and my mom. Hey son's wife, thanks for the post share. You know I adore animals. Are you a Christian believer? The boy's mother raised them to have no love or respect for God, much like herself. I pray for their soul's salvation every time I pray. Hugs and kisses, Dad. For context, my dad is 58 and has been mentally disabled since I was a baby due to a bad jump in the Air Force. For the past 23 years, he's done nothing but sit at home and talk about Jesus. Neither my wife or myself are religious. I was baptized Catholic as a baby, but we didn't go to church. My parents divorced when I was seven, and then I'd have to go to Southern Baptist Church when I'd go see him five or six times a year. I'm not too sure what to do now. We don't talk that often, but I really don't want to talk at all if that's how he really feels about his sons. Usually he's pretty polite, so this was very out of nowhere. I definitely think if this is the kind of behavior that you're going to get, you'd probably be naturally inclined to just kind of give the bare minimum effort next time. I feel like if I were an OP situation, if I got that text, I would be like, 
okay, thanks for the prayers, hope all is well, and that would like kind of become the extent of my conversation. I don't really think they mean ill will or anything like that, but it's definitely not a talking point or a conversation I'd invest much time or effort into. Our next story is, my cousin sends our family her child's Christmas list each year and it's completely insane. Every November, I, 24-year-old female, receive a dreaded text in our extended family group chat from my cousin, 35-year-old female. The text includes a highly detailed Christmas list from her 5-year-old, who we'll call Penny. The items are always expensive, obscure, and very hard to find. Additionally, she expects us to reply with the item we've purchased and then sends back the updated list with that item checked off. Each year, there's exactly the number of items for people in the chat. And once people hurry to claim the cheapest ones, you're left with $100 to $300 items to choose from. My cousin is an only child and her mom caters to this as well as her dad, but the rest of us are getting pretty sick of it. Last year, someone didn't follow the list and said they'd already bought something else in the group chat. And she responded that isn't what Penny wants this year, which made them feel guilty for not adhering to this insanity. Now some backstory. Penny has autism, is nonverbal, and the sweetest child ever. My cousin and her husband are good parents for the most part, but they are a little self-focused. For example, they're both collectors of things like manga and toys and lose their minds if Penny touches their things, and the home is full of their collections. They have an entire room dedicated to this which they call the fun room, and their daughter isn't allowed in. Not so fun. Now here's the kicker. The items on the list are almost always part of a collection, either vintage certain edition this or that and tons and tons of Beanie Babies. They've started a toy collection similar to their own for Penny, but it's a lot of things I've never seen her enjoy or show much interest in. One year, the most excitement she showed was for the box, and she loves Disney movies and Paw Patrol, but never has she gotten gifts related to these things. Also, we suggested some gifts like a toy kitchen or something interactive and sensory, and they shut that down in favor of expensive Lego. Star Wars Lego? She's five. I know ding well that's going straight to daddy's fun room. This year, I'm getting her an Ariel doll and matching dress. I'm stopping the madness. Honestly, good on OP for buying something actually for the kid, and I'm a little depressed that nobody else is clearly calling them out on this stuff. I don't know if they have the added context that OP knows as far as the whole toy collection and fun room, but it's kind of sickening to see them kind of use Penny as their way to prop up getting all these expensive gifts for themselves. Our next story is, my, female 25, mother, female 50, doesn't want me to see my boyfriend, male 25, of 5 years. I'm back in university. I dropped out in 2020 because I was struggling mentally and had to take a break. I do not regret that decision, but my mother hates me for it and she lets me feel it every dang day. She's extremely suspicious of me now and doesn't believe that I'm being serious about school. Fair enough, I guess. She believes that everyone needs to achieve certain things at a certain age. It's been hard for me and my boyfriend. We see each other once a week. I make sure to stay the night and my mother can't stand it. We're Middle Eastern, so you can imagine what her values are. My boyfriend's wife. She's against me sleeping over and seeing him more than once a week. Edit. That's coming from a woman who regrets marrying my father. Male 53. They didn't live together until they got married and that's when they both realized that they made a mistake. My sister, female 27, is living with her boyfriend of two years, and my mother tells people that she's living with a female roommate. She hopes that they're going to break up soon because it's wrong. 
She thinks of me as a failure and loser. I'm being insulted every morning. My mother doesn't want me to see my boyfriend anymore because I should prioritize school now. I told her that I can do both and she lost her crap and yelled at me for an hour straight. I was both physically and mentally abused growing up and I'm still terrified of that woman. I get really bad anxiety whenever her name pops up on my phone. I don't know how to handle it. Any advice? I'm not financially stable enough to move out, but me and my boyfriend want to move in together next year. Fingers crossed, he's currently living with his brother. I can't move in with him. I would say keep your head down, work as hard as you can, and keep your eye on that goal of moving in with your boyfriend. I think as soon as you can land on your feet and get out of a situation like that, all the better for you. And it makes it so much easier to just tune that stuff out and cut it off if they're going to continue being like that when you are on your own. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.